the most pressing questions for Gophers football in 2023 on each side of the ball. We're going to talk about it today in its Can't Miss. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Now, we need to jump in. We need to get back to the football because you know what? We're all mourning a little bit with the basketball team right now and the results that have been coming in. We'll probably do a show on it, but we did one last week on some of the thoughts there that really dive deep in not just the immediate games, but how this year will finish out and what to look forward to or look into in the future. So if you want to check that out, check out last week's show and be sure you don't miss any of these shows by hitting subscribe on YouTube, hitting the like button and giving it a follow as well, wherever you get your podcasts at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Now today, again, we're talking about The pressing questions, three pressing questions for each side of ball. The first one we're going to talk about, of course, is offense, because there's quite a few questions you could ask on offense, and we have three top ones there for you. But first, this show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. And you can post about it for free on LinkedIn or linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Now, like I said, we're talking about the offense and there are three pressing questions. The first one could be almost four questions by itself, but it has to do with the play calling, the passing game, the pass catchers, and the progression for eighth and Calic Manus. So the passing game as a whole, how will it play out? That is the question. Now, like I said, it could cover a multitude of different areas to talk about little subsections within the question. You have, like like I said, the play calling. So you have Matt Simon coming in, who's going to be taking the play calling. When I say coming in, I mean he's being elevated. He's been in the program for a couple of years now. But he's taking on play calling duties. He's done it before in the 2019 bowl game versus Auburn. And he also did it, I believe, this year in the bowl game. So hopefully we'll see some more, some more difference in the play calling see some more balance in the play calling is where I was trying to get at with that one but we want to see the ball in the air more it's simple as that now I'm not saying you got to go 100% to the other direction and you're throwing the ball a million times like Ohio State or like the high heavy powered air raid offenses out there now Ohio State is an air raid but you get where I'm going you get where I'm going so I'm not saying we got to be a top 25, top 30 passing team in the country. What I'm saying is hopefully we can get to the 60s, the 70s in pass attempts. The Gophers have not been above 100th in the nation in pass attempts since Coach Fleck has been with the program. I think the closest we got was like 102nd of 131 teams. So they've constantly been in the back portion, the back fourth of the entire FBS when it comes to passing attempts. Hopefully that changes this year with play calling, especially with a quarterback with some out of this world talent, with some special abilities, some things you don't see from 
a ton of quarterbacks very often. And we hope to see that progression in Ethan Kalik medicine, seeing him develop more, seeing him get more opportunities, seeing him really thrive with more trust. We saw it in the Wisconsin game. Wisconsin game. We saw it in the bowl game to start the bowl game. They were letting him sling it. They were letting him deal it. They were letting him find the open man. And he was, and he did. So it's like we have to continue that progression and really build this thing around eighth and Kelly McManus. Now that Mo Ibrahim is gone, now that the offense is kind of taking a different approach, they've built up the pass catchers. They've added a bunch of players to that room. And so that leads into another question of where, where, who, where are the minutes going to be? Where are the snaps going to be for these pass catchers? You got Chris Amabel coming back. You got Daniel Jackson, who's been stepping up towards the end of the year. You've got, Two transfers and Elijah Spencer and Corey Crooms coming through. You still got Dalen Wright on the roster. Michael Brown Stevens is still on the roster as of right now. There are a ton of receivers still in this room. That's not even bringing up the young guys like um, Christian Hoskins, like Dino Kaliak Manis, like the true freshman and Kenrick Lanier, TJ McWilliams, who will be in here. There's a lot of depth, a lot of talent within this wide receiver room. And how will it all play out? Hopefully, even with all that said talent, the best of the best are on the field the most. So you know Chris Bell is going to be out there regardless. Daniel Jackson will get a lot of time. But beyond those two, it needs to be whoever is popping off and making a difference in practices, in everyday sessions, and then in the games. Whoever is doing that, whether it be true freshman Kenrick Lanier or it be a senior uh, in or a junior upperclassman in Michael Brown Stevens, say he's going off, say he's absolutely lighting it up. He gets his confidence going, gets his swagger right, and he's going crazy. Well, then he should start to get looks, even if fans are upset from last year, even if it doesn't matter. We need the best talented player on the field. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be him, but what I'm saying is we can't get stuck on seniority. We can't get stuck on the trivial things of who's worked hard, who's worked to the hardest. Yes, you can work hard, but if you are out there not working as hard and you're absolutely winning and the better player on the field, you need to be out there and getting time. That's where we're at right now. So all of those questions about how, how this passing approach is going to work, how this passing attack is going to elevate is question number one for the offense. And it's definitely probably going to be the most defining question on the year in 2023. When we look back at the end of 2023 and we look how we've done as a team, the number one question on if we've had a successful season or not will probably be centered around how the passing opportunities and approach was established or not established and failed. That's the first question we're going to talk about there. The second question we got to bring up on the offensive side of ball is how does the O-line shake out? The O-line has been a staple for the Gophers year after year after year. Now, there was a long string in there where we had consistent starters for multiple years. And John Michael Schmitz, Blaze Andrews, Daniel Falele, um, Sam Schluter. A lot of those guys played two to three, sometimes even four seasons as a true starter on the line. And all of those guys are gone now. All of them. But even last year, when we only had one returning starter and four vacant spots, the Gophers still turned it around and were one of the top passing, not passing, the top blocking um, units in the entire country as a whole. They also had the best center in the entire nation. But 
what I'm saying is even with a ton of turnover, this line finds a way to get the right guys in combination and do the dang thing. So I'm I'm excited. I think the Gophers offensive line is still going to continue to have, have success, find success. But who fills it out? Because there's only two starters returning after we just had four starters last year dispersed. Now we have three for sure gone in Chuck Filiaga, in Axel Rushmeyer, and of course in John Michael Schmitz. That's all the interior line. Now, Quinn Carroll and Arianta Ursary, the tackles are both back. They both could come back and play tackle again. Um, I expect Arianta Ursary will be the left tackle again. Quinn Carroll is a good question. I expect he'll be a starter again. That's hands down. He started the entire year last year. I don't think he lost that job last year, but I will be interested to see if he keeps it on the tackle position or if he kicks inside to the guard position with the interior officially available. Quinn Carroll has the ability to play that, has played it in the past in uh, at Notre Dame. And so I think you could see him kick in because we do have a lot of talent at the tackle position as well. We saw Martez Lewis and JJ Gaday both fight and really claw their way in trying to make a case to start over Quinn Carroll coming into the season. Now, neither did it. Martez Lewis was the best pass blocking player rate graded by PFF on the entire team last year. So it would be awesome in my opinion to kick Carroll inside, whether it be inside on the left with, uh, Arianta Ursary, or you just kick him in one slot to the right guard position, throw Martez Lewis out there at the right tackle, and then you're filling your center and your left guard positions. Now, how does that shake out? Where could the opportunities fill in? I think Nathan Bow, who has one year of eligibility left, will probably get the early looks in the spring, maybe even heading into the fall at the center position. Again, he's been the backup center when John Michael Schmitz either had missed a play or two or in the bowl game where he didn't play, Nathan Bow was the guy that popped in. He also was a filler on the interior for Chuck Filiago when he got hurt. And so there are opportunities for Bo to be that first guy to step up, step in, and be ready. Um, so I think Bo could see some opportunities there. Left guard, you could see Carter Shaw, who's had some opportunities as well throughout his time. He has one year of eligibility left too, but I'm I'm not sure I'm there. I want to see more of a staple again, more of a a unit that can build chemistry for years to come. Like we saw with those guys I mentioned earlier with Blaze Andrews, with Sam Schluter, with John Michael Schmitz, with Daniel Falele, where they are all playing together for multiple years and establishing dominance across the entire line. I would love to see something like that again. And now you have Quinn Carroll, who still has two years of eligibility left. You have Arianta Ursary, who still has three years of eligibility left. Let's get some guys inside that have two to three to even four years of eligibility left and really lock this thing down. And then you have real nice depth behind them. Now, could they want to enter the transfer portal if they don't have a starting opportunity? Potentially, but this play shows that even any opportunities you're getting on that line, you can be a real guy, a real difference maker in any given day, any given Saturday, any given day of the week, injuries happen and being the next guy up on an offensive line like this could lead to so many opportunities in the future. So I think guys will still stick it out in the O-line area, but who could fill that internal side? Who could fill those internal positions? Now, I would love to see a guy like Greg Johnson, who is an absolute dog, who is a fighter, who is a scrapper, who works, who has the body type as a true freshman coming in 
to get a look there. And hopefully he's, he's an early enrollee. So hopefully he shows out, hopefully balls out, hopefully he picks it up real quick. So we could see him get an opportunity to maybe start inside. That would be amazing. Also guys that you could see there, I think Cade McConnell really piques my interest. I remember seeing him doing some snaps at center in the fall camp. Hopefully maybe he's come a long way through his redshirt freshman year last year and could maybe step into some opportunities in there. If he's not the center, if Nathan Boat is the center, maybe he could take the first center snaps as, as far as a sub and do that role that Nathan Bow had, knowing Nathan Bow is going to leave after one year of eligibility. So there's a whole bunch of questions and a whole lot of bodies inside this Gophers offensive line room. You've got Jerome Williams, who's a four-star guy coming into this class. Like I said, Greg Johnson, four-star guy who's coming into this class. Massive, massive fre- true freshman Reese Tripp coming through who could be a contributor. You've got Ashton Beers out there still. Uh, who showed some flashes throughout his little opportunities in spring camp and fall camp. There's a lot of depth in this room, and it's going to be exciting to see who fills these spots. My preference would be to find the guys who are younger, who can really continue to progress and add more names to the NFL for this team in the future, but create more of a chemistry and a staple on the line here for the Gophers for years to come. But in the end, again, it's going to be the best of the best, and that's who gets the playtime. Now, the last question we have on the offensive side of ball is how does Minnesota fill the Mo Ibrahim void? Uh, so there are really uh, a number of running backs in this room. We've talked about it multiple times on the show, but you've got Sean Tyler, you've got Darius Taylor, you've got Zach Evans, who are all the exciting names for this fan base as far as, oh, these guys, they could be real special. They could be the next man up. They could be the next big Minnesota running back because we've had a big lead guy for many years now. You've had Mo, you had Rodney Smith, you had David Cobb. Like there was a big lead guy, and then there were some one or two backs that could get some snaps here or there. Usually a second guy who could get like, I don't know, maybe 20% of the snaps, and then a third guy who could get like 10% of the snaps. And then the lead guy was taking about 75, 70 to 65% of the snaps. Now, I would love to see maybe more of a 60. 30 10 split that would be awesome i think getting back to a fire and ice approach a lawrence maroney and marion barber type approach where you can really use the talents of multiple guys and show out that would be phenomenal especially with the talent that is building up in this room sean tyler looks like he's gonna fight and get some time here early he's a graduate transfer coming over and i would be absolutely shocked if he didn't find a way to carve out some role he could even work in the special teams if he really needed to we'll talk about that in a bit but I think he's a guy that's going to see some touches for sure. I think Darius Taylor could carve out touches. Now, is that 10% of touches or is that more in that 25 to 30% of touches? I don't know. I haven't seen him on the field with the Gophers thus far. We will in the spring because he is an early enrollee. But I think people are forgetting too much about Zach Evans. I saw on a Fox News article the other day or Fox Sports article here, a local one for Minnesota, where they named guys like uh, Sean Tyler, Darius Taylor, Trey Potts, Bryce Williams, but they didn't even put Zach Evans's name in the conversation. I think that is completely wrong. I think Zach Evans could be the guy to absolutely lead this room. We saw the quick flashes in the one game he had with the Gophers in the fall or not, yeah, this past season against Northwestern. Now he is coming back from injury through the beginning of the season, but 
in the fall camp and especially in that spring game. He absolutely lit it up, had a ton of opportunities, had a nasty one-handed grab in the spring game. I mean, the dude can do it. He can catch it. He can run it. He can make the quick cuts. He has pretty good vision and his acceleration is out of this world. The way to get to second gear is something we haven't seen in this room in quite some time. And I'm not just talking about Mo. I'm talking about in quite some time. That is how fast and how quickly he can hit that second gear and get into a real acceleration mode. So Zach Evans is someone not to count out. I definitely think he could be the guy for this Gophers running back room. But I think those three guys I named will probably see a majority of the carries. Now, you could see Trey Potts. You could see Bryce Williams, who have been there for years now and had staple opportunities for this team to help out behind Mo Ibrahim. And they've run away with it, especially in the year where Mo went down. Trey had four games where he was the lead rusher, and he ended up finishing top 15 in the entire Big Ten in rushing yards off of four games. Four games. So the ability and the potential was there. Now he suffered his own injury. Bryce Williams came in, had a hundred yard game. Uh, I believe he had a little bit more carries and then he got hurt. So all of them have been hurt in that season. Do they carve out a role still here in Minnesota moving forward? Maybe Bryce Williams would be more of that guy that maybe could be a scat back type that could catch the ball out of the backfield. Like we've seen him do from time to time and really spell the lead backs, but I don't think he's going to be the number one guy in this offense and Trey Potts. I just don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what's going to happen in the spring game. They're all going to be here through the spring, but I would not be surprised to see one or even two of these guys want to test their opportunities after the spring We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Those are the three questions on the offensive side of ball. Now we're going to flip it over to the defense. But first, let's talk about our friends who bring you the show over at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner, owner or hiring manager, owner for those of you who haven't heard it yet, um, you know that it's success is dependent on who you hire in 2023 and the new team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently and even faster by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to achieve your goals. And they have lots of different processing tools and screening tools, targeting tools to be able to help you find those people even faster. And you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and it's fast and free. So all you have to do is go to linkedin.com slash locked on college to make your first post for free over at LinkedIn. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college. And you can post about your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, Gophers fans. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. Be sure to check out Locked On College Basketball if you can't get enough basketball. And this Gopher season has been a little bit disappointing in that front, if I'm being generous. And if you want to check out what is going on with the rest of the college basketball world, you definitely should give Locked On College Basketball a shout or a look on any platform you find your podcast to hear about what's going on across the different conferences. But we're talking about the Gophers, we're talking about football, and we're talking about the three questions on each side of the ball that will be the most asked, the most looming questions on each side of the ball. We did the offense. Now we're over on the defense. And the first one is who steps up into a more prominent role on the field, but also in leadership on this defense. Now, when you're talking about key leaders of the defense last year, we had about six of them. We had Tyler Newbin, Trill Carter, Jordan Howden, T-Time, 
Thomas Rush, and Mariano Sori Marin. Six guys to really step up and lead in the in the leadership department, in the communication on the field, but also in production. Now, who are going to be the guys to step up in that area for the Gophers in this upcoming season? Well, you've got Nubin back, you've got Trill Carter back, so that's two of them. But if we're going with that same thought process of six guys, then I think that there's a lot to be asked in this defensive room. Because even outside of leadership, you still have a ton of snaps available from the departures of Braylon Oliver and Flip Dixon as well. So I'm just talking about key leadership with the production. So who can step up into that? Well, I think for sure, one potential guy you're absolutely going to see step into that is Cody Lindenberg. He kind of started doing it towards the end of the year anyway, and he's a no-brainer. But past that, I think it will really be defined by who steps up in the spring, who shows out, who takes it upon themselves to be a leader in this room, even if it is a younger guy, even if it is a vet who is just like, you know what, it's my time and I need to do this for my team. We'll see. But who becomes more vocal, who pushes harder, who asks for more, who asks more of their teammates and who leads on and off the field. Now, different guys I could see step into that role. I think Beanie Bishop could really be a guy like that. He's already a vocal player out there. You can see it. You can see the energy he brings, but he could take that step up. Justin Wally, who has been a staple in that DB room for the past couple of years now, could take it upon himself to be that next guy, to be the guy who leads that room. Other guys that could step up in that department, Jod Joyner, Kyler Ba, Coleman Bryson, Darius Green, Danny Strigow, a transfer, there's so many different options and it will be something we really want to hone in on and keep an eye on heading into the spring when media sessions become available. I'll definitely be looking for that, especially in that spring game. But I'll keep you posted there. It'll be interesting to see. And if you have any thoughts on who you think will be the next defensive leader to step up outside of Lindenberg, outside of Newbin, outside of uh, Trill Carter, Drop it in the comments below. I'm curious to know who you think is going to step up and be a guy on this defense, be a guy to lead the team and continue to develop a top defensive unit in the nation. Now, the final question on this defensive side of ball, just kidding, that was the first one. The second question, excuse me, on the defensive side of ball is how will the pass rush be fixed? So, you know, there are different options, different guys that could step up into roles, but currently we have Danny Strigow, Jod Joyner, and Jalen Logan Redding all back. They played major snaps in the 2022 season. Jod Joyner showed as the most ready, in my opinion, as far as creating the most pressures and really causing chaos as the year went on and as he developed and grew and took strides towards being that guy. I think he's a guy that will continue to see more opportunities in this season for the 2023 season for the Gophers, but who will do it outside of him? Danny Strigow seems like a name that could. He had a lot of opportunities. Dylan Logan Redding again, but I am hoping to see more from Anthony Smith. Hopefully he can get on the field more. Last year was his true freshman year, but he red shirt for the most part. He had time in two different games on the season. So he was able to keep that red shirt, but Anthony Smith is a dog folks. Anthony Smith has so much talent and athletic ability that I've seen. He, he was in one of their videos. They just posted recently of these spring workouts and the workout sessions um, in the weightlifting program. And he looks like he's getting there body wise. He looks like he's, 
he's ready. He's getting there. So I'm excited to see what he can do in the spring. He's probably one of the top three players I am most interested in on the defensive side of ball. If they can come along and carve out a role, because I think he can truly be a difference maker on the edge. So he is one guy I am definitely keeping an eye on, especially, especially with the new D line coach, coach Winston De La Tibidier as the guy to bring that new energy, bring that new left, bring that new approaches. And we talked about it with Galen Elmore on the show that he brings a a level of pass rushing perspective and expertise from learning with professionals, from working with professionals out when he was doing um, a position with Oregon and their pass rushing camp out there with guys like uh, Eric Armstead or DeForest Buckner or, different guys of the sort, especially Kayvon Thibodeau, who he coached and helped out there. Uh, Look, that experience is going to go a long way and pairing it with a guy as talented as Anthony Smith, it could be real nasty if it all clicks. Now, also the Gophers have to find not just edge rushers, but how to create a pass rush internally. Somebody that can really create chaos and get to the quarterback from the middle, pushing upward to really drive them backwards. Because right now, the guys are coming from the edge and the quarterback's just running to the other side, getting on the outside, or stepping up in the pocket and breaking through. But if you create the internal pressure and you have someone coming on the edge, that's where quarterbacks get into real trouble and you create more sacks. So we have to have some internal pressure. Trill Carter has to step up in that department. I think having a new D-line coach could help there. Kyler Baugh. He seems to be more of a run stopper, but he has the ability to create some chaos. And I really, 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 and I know I've been saying it for a whole year now, but Devin Eastern is the body type, is the build, is the size to really mess up some offensive linemen in the Big Ten. A coach who can get him to capitalize on that opportunity and really be his best self, this dude could wreck in the Big Ten. So I am excited by Devin Eastern still. Uh, Anthony Smith is someone that pops off. And then you look at guys like Joyner Strugal, Jalen Logan Redding to really create pass rush. So that's what we're looking at. And we'll see what we answer that with this season. Now, the final defensive question is defining the new fly zone. Minnesota was great in the secondary last year. It was a huge strength of theirs. They were flying to the ball. They had a lot of speed. They, They really thrived most of the season and a no fly zone was something that we pride ourselves of as the defense last year. Now the pressure, like we said, was a huge struggle, but the DBs and the coverage was great. It was really, really good last year. So how do we establish that again, having lost Jordan Howden starter at safety tea time starter at corner flip Dixon starter at nickel. And then even Braylon Oliver, who played some coverage snaps on the linebacker position. Mariano Seri Marin, who played some coverage position linebacker. There's a lot of departures. And so how do we fill those voids? Who steps up? And how do you reestablish that chemistry in one offseason? It's going to be a big ask. It's going to be something to keep an eye on. But we've had younger guys developing in this program. Rylan Kelly, Tariq Watson. These guys have been building up trying to get an opportunity to step into something like this. You've got Ryan Stapback. You've got Beanie Bishop, who has showed well. And then you have transfers coming in and Ryan Selig. You've got Jack Henderson, guys that are going to have some veteran experience able to step up. So the personnel is there, but how will it all play out? Will we be a 
no fly zone or will it turn into more of a pass rushing team we'll see because joe rossi is always consistent about building around the personnel he has and caters to its strengths now what does that mean in 2023 that will be the biggest question and something to definitely keep your eyes peeled for in the defense in 2023 so lastly i do want to talk about some special teams we'll keep that part brief and short but we're going to talk about that next first i want to talk to you about that delicious power packed protein bar in a built bar that tastes real good 100 real chocolate and you know what you gotta try it and you can get it over at walmart and sam's club now they're actually selling it in stores in those brick and mortars so you can give it a try there you don't have to go online but if you want the discount if you want that 15 percent off then you still got to go online and use promo code lockdown 15 to get 15 percent off your order it's not a one-time thing so if you like it you love it and you want to get it again you can just head on to built.com and use promo code lockdown 15 they've got flavors galore churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond cookies and cream double chocolate puffs coconut puffs the puffs flavors they're out of this world they even have granola flavors as well so definitely check it out built.com or head over to lock or head on over not to lockdown but head on over to walmart or sam's club to try it today All right, folks, we're wrapping this bad boy up with some special teams questions. We'll keep it brief, but I appreciate you listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers. Spread the word. Let others know about this podcast and where they can find their Gophers news on the daily. Now, special team questions we got to ask is, can we fix the punting and flipping the field? Now, I believe that our punter is back again for this year, and we'll see how it all plays out, if he can flip the field better, but... It is an advantage to be able to absolutely flip the field. In fact, it is an advantage that people don't account for enough because Iowa's offense has been absolutely trash the last few years, if we're being honest. Just poor, terrible, bad offense. We all know it. It's been aware. Even Iowa knows it. Iowa fans know it, too. It's whatever. But their defense has been out of this world, and their special teams has been something that you just can't ask for enough. They flip the field. They put their opponents in bad field position. Then their defense has the opportunities to turn it over for scores and put their offense into shorter fields when they turn the ball over because they've consistently gotten the most turnovers or one of the most, some of the most turnovers each of the past, like two or three years. So how do we get a special teams unit like that. How do you build it up? Well, you have to get some punting or a punter with the ability to have the position to have the distance to really flip the field. If you're still in your own half. And that is what the Gophers need the most right now to start this special teams conversation. Now the punter returning, but there is also a true freshman who is looking to earn a scholarship and he played in one of the, um, he played in the Under Armour American All-American game. So it's like fun to see that ability could be on the team and to see him really scrap and push and try to earn that scholarship. Now, he probably a redshirt this first year, but after that, the sky's the limit. And if he comes out here and he absolutely balls out and he pushes the current punter, give him a look now. Give him a look now and let him earn it. So that'll be the first question. The second one is the return game. Now, the Gophers had some special moments in the return game last year, some real game-flipping, momentum-changing moments in the return game from Quentin Redding. So Quentin Redding 
had some moments. I believe he'll probably still see a lot of snaps or a lot of opportunities at her, as a returner. But who else do we get back there to create some moments? Sean Tyler could do it. Darius Taylor could do it. Zaquan Bryan has been mentioned as a guy who could see himself as a returner as well with the athletic ability that he brings. So they all have a lot of athleticism. They have special teams prowess. They have special teams experience. And they have speed that has shown out. So if you can put that in the return game, along with Quentin Redding, I think you have a lot of options that could be special, that could be difference makers, that could really put you in advantageous positions when it comes to the special teams and getting your offense into better field positions. So hopefully that momentum continues to drive upwards and this team's special teams unit can continue to develop and hopefully turn into one of the best special teams units in the Big Ten. Let's go out there and get to a level of Iowa and its special teams. And look, I'm not one to give Iowa credit. I'm not going to lie. I, I hate Iowa. We all hate Iowa. But their special teams, it's legit. Their defense has been legit too. And our defense has been legit. So that's why I'm talking and comparing to their special teams because that is something that we can strive for is to be that special in the special teams department. If they take the chance. Again, Coach Fleck has typically been a more conservative coach when it's called to um, returns, and he's been conservative more in that dimension of the game. So hopefully, as you have these athletes, these difference makers on the field, now you don't always want to return it. Like You want to put yourselves in better field positions. Sometimes taking a fair catch is the best way to do that. But allowing these guys to thrive with their athleticism and their ability could be the difference in helping this team take that next step at the special teams level. Now, the final question is who will be the kicker and how will they kick? How well can they put that bad boy in there? How consistent can they be? That is probably the number one question. And the guy who looks to be the guy with trick it gone now will be Jacob Lewis. He redshirted in 2022. He played two years at Ball State, still has three years of eligibility left. Now, in those two seasons at Ball State in 2020 and 2021, he played in 19 games and he split time as a field goal specialist. He scored 45 points. He was 12 of 16 on free field goals in that his time with Ball State and 9 of 11 on PATs. Um, I, I want to see less missed PATs, less missed chip shot field goals, because those were huge differences in 2022 for the Gophers. Now, I'm not saying that's all on trick it. it there's the conditions. There's the Gophers just being foolish in some of the different in different ways. OK, so it's not all on trick it. That's what I'm trying to get on here. But. I want to see less missed field goals because those ones that we missed in 2022 were game changers in some instances. So how does Jacob Lewis step up and how can he be the guy, the more consistent, the more reliable, the kicker for years to come? And it's going to come from this year because if he can go do it and show that he is that guy and put the team in some great positions with his field goal kicking next year, then it's his job to lose. But if he is shaky, if he is questionable, if he can't establish his confidence as a kicker, the Gophers will probably be on the lookout pretty quick right after that. So Jacob Lewis, the time is now to step up. He was splitting field goal duties in 2020, and he was a field goal specialist in 2020 as well. He, he was the long field goal specialist up until the final two games. So 
His career long right now is 51 yards. Hopefully, as he continues in the strength program, maybe we can push that a yard or two to 53. That would be fantastic. That would be a nice little weapon to have in the kicking game, and it'll be something to keep an eye on. Now, I know special teams isn't sexy, but it gets the job done, and it can be a difference maker. So flipping the field with punting, who is going to be the consistency in that scorer from field goals? And then finally, the returning game and being able to have a dynamic return game. That's going to do it for us on today's show. I hope you like this. What other questions do you have for the Gophers moving forward? What are the things you are looking for? Let me know down in the comments on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe while you're there and like the video so others can find it. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. Row the boat, Skyumas. Go Gophers.